oceans. Two oceans will begin. How do? How do, Parik? Sit somewhere else. Huh? But I have my pint there, Colm. He has his pint there, Colm, from when he came in and ordered his pint before. No? Okay. I'll sit somewhere else, so. Are you rowing? I didn't think we were rowing. Well, you are rowing. Well, you are rowing. He's sitting outside in his own like a watchman call. That does look like we're rowing. I suppose I'd best go talk to him, so see what all this is fecking about. That would be the best thing. Welcome to the Two Oceans Podcast, where myself, Sue Fire, along with my friend and wise colleague Scrumpy, discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we conclude our review of 2022 with our selections for the gold tier of our top movies of the past year. This is the Two Oceans Podcast, so hide the shears, let the donkey in, pour yourself a whiskey and relax as we begin episode 17. So this week uh, we're looking at the films of 2022, who, uh, which we've each given the gold award. The gold! The gold! Gold! <laughs> and the only rule is that uh, we've got all no these rules. films are <laughs> there are no rules are better than what we've uh, mentioned in the past previous two weeks. And yes. just a reminder that these selections are entirely subjective and it's very, very unlikely that these are going to align with uh, whatever you good viewer listener uh, consider to be the top films of the year. So, so get your own podcast. Yeah, get your own podcast. <laughs> and hopefully by this point, you get a feel for uh, how the Venn diagram works between uh, Scrumpy and me. Uh, yes, it's close. It's all right, yeah. Quickly do some of the movie news. Um, movie news. David movie Lynch's news. birthday today. Just Hooray! thought I'd mention that as a quick one. It, it's it's uh, it's going to start with some pretty bad movie news. <laughs> that There's a new Tron movie coming out that is going to be fronted by Jared Leto. Yeah, box uh, office success, of guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't invest in that. Uh, buy some Bitcoin or something. It's probably more reliable. Um, and oh. uh, Zack Snyder's got a new movie coming out that's written oh. and directed by him called Rebel Moon, which His is meant to be a sci-fi. Star Wars adjacent. Mm, yeah, uh, it was originally what he wanted to do as a Star Wars movie. Really? Okay, yep. I hadn't really heard much about it, um, yeah. but yeah. So all those terrible, you know, those, those that uh, hugely vocal minority of idiots are going to be like, "Yeah, this is why he should be running Star Wars and DC and everything." <laughs> oh, I just want to punch every one of them in the face for a year. Oh, God. <laughs> It's going to be so fucking, uh, oh, mm, I, I well, can't even, yeah, I can't even, anyway, it's coming out, yes, good for him. We know what's happening, I, I saw written and directed by, and that, that mm-hmm. was enough. At um, least he's not, you know, hasn't been accused of molesting anybody, so he's got that in his corner. Or shooting anyone like Alec Baldwin. Or murdering anyone like Alec, mm. your your old nemesis, Alec Baldwin. Yes. Um, and the only other bit of news, and this is a positive one, a surprising bit, uh, is that there is a lot of positive talk from respected circles about Puss in Boots 2, um, which um, apparently is on a par with across the Spider-Verse, and I didn't realize it was being done in that style as well. Oh, really? Um, and the uh, what what I've heard about it is Puss in Boots uh, is coming to his ninth life as a cat, oh. and he is having to face um, his death, and death is represented by the big bad wolf, but apparently it's done in earnest horror in this movie, and that the emotions and feelings and story are actually quite deep. And people are mentioning things like uh, Paddington two, which is another one of these movies that, you know, ended up being a lot better than, than it ever had any right to be. But um, yeah, that might be one to, to 
to check out, especially after watching Avatar this week. Yeah, the bar's set nice and low, so. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just to, very quickly, I've, I've, I've seen uh, a few movies this week that I just wanted to highlight. Um, I saw an Iranian movie called Holy Spider that's just been released. It's about um, this woman. It's it's actually based on a true story set around 2002, 2003. Um, she's a journalist coming from Tehran to this holy city uh, where it is especially conservative. When she first arrives at the hotel, they're like, you, you know, you're an unmarried woman. Uh, actually, you know, you're booking... Uh, we've overbooked and we don't have a room. And then she mentions that she's a journalist and she has to argue to get, get in there. But anyhow, there, there, there's a serial killer that's going around killing women in the city, uh, specifically prostitutes. And it is done so well, really, really good, really, really good. Uh, the perspectives that it goes through in this, the way the journalist is trying to track, um, you know, this guy down, how the police are just completely useless. And then you, all the misogyny that's in the society as well, that sort of made the serial killer and is also mm -hmm. making it difficult for the journalist to find him. Um, and it's really good. It's just really pacey, very tense. Um, yeah. Nice one. And I saw Ennisman uh, last week, which is a real kind of abstract movie i think it is probably an acquired taste but it's one of those ones where you have to concentrate and you get immersed in it but then i also saw a horror movie this week called skinnamarink which is similar and that's okay. been getting quite a bit of buzz and quite i believe that's yeah. going to be on um uh shutter uh in a month or so and that was really well done <laughs> you <clears throat> you need to stick with it you definitely need to stick with it. Uh, I've seen people comparing it to Paranormal Activity. It is not that subtle as Paranormal Activity, <laughs> where you're like, oh my gosh, a curtain moved. Uh, you know, oh, this happened. It 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 is more. It's it's quite David Lynch inspired. I I I think in terms of the visuals, but the story the story's pretty pacey. Like it drops clues. It drops something new to uh, kind of explain what's going on as you go. So if you get a chance to see that, it's it's worth it. It's pretty short as well. Nice. Excellent. Cool. Shall we do trailers next week? I've got a, well, I, yeah. I'm going to mention one, which is Neil Jordan's Marlowe, which I didn't even realize was coming out with Liam Neeson, Diane Kruger, Jessica Lange, Alan Cumming, oh, Cole yeah, Meany. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a screenplay from uh, William Monaghan, who did The Departed. And it's based on the Raymond Chandler character, of course. But the book was written by a book that it's based on is called The Black-Eyed Blonde. And it was from the Booker Prize winning Irish author John Banville, writing under a pen name. And the story is meant to be really good. So quite excited about that because Neil Jordan tends to be a pretty solid, uh, solid bet. Gotcha. And I would call out the uh, uh, trailer for the next Scream movie dropped. Yes. Or at least the teaser uh, was one. And it's again, the, the quality of the previous one has me interested. And Jen Ortega have to catch up being a lead um, yep. is there as well. And then uh, TV wise, season three Mandalorian trailer. I was disappointed in that trailer. I, and nothing offended me in it, but. Right. It didn't really. It didn't throw me, me the either. way I thought it was. Yep. Yep. Mm. Same. Mm. Exact same. Yeah. And I also saw the teaser for Invincible Season 2, which is coming out at the end of this year. Um, and that looked pretty good, too. All right. Cool. And uh, I think uh, now we're moving on to the gold selection. There it is. <laughs> There's some good John Williams there. Excellent. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. Written by John Williams as well. So we have that. For America. Connection. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I was looking at my, uh, the films that I have in this list, and I have to say that they're almost entirely all films that reward patience. Uh, and I think when I walked out of all these movies, there was a certain hard to define sort of feeling that I, that I got out of them as well. Oh, okay. Well, let's look at let's let's look at that. What's your first up? Actually, how many do you have? Just so maybe we I can have sort of basically six. You have six. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mine's it. I keep it tight. Uh, James Cameron, look at me for <laughs> editing next job, man. I'll tell you no. 
I'll show you how to tighten something up. I watch too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's Um, true though. You know that uh, to be honest, that is true. You watch a boatload more. I get a lot of recommendations from you. You're like, Oh, I need to go see that. Then I'm adding it to it. You know, this ever growing queue. That's now it's just this monstrous Hydra, you know? (laughs) So, um, I think if I go over maybe a couple at a time and then pass it over to you, then it'll end up being a little bit balanced. So we don't end, uh, end with me, uh, yakking over the entire time um so the first one that uh, yeah that is true um (laughs) uh is a movie called il il buco and uh i've only seen this in the last couple of weeks uh it translates to the hole uh and it's from a director called michelangelo Framartino, and it is very much kind of meditative piece and it's about this expedition to Southern Italy with this group of cavers who come in, who want to go into uh, this kind of unexplored cave. It's got potential to be one of the deepest caves ever. And then it's kind of paralleled with this uh, quite elderly uh, shepherd in the mountain, but it is probably cinematography wise, one of the most beautiful movies I'd ever seen. In fact, I was thinking about it while I was watching Avatar last night and just shaking my head thinking, Mm, you don't need all this CG to be that impressive. <laughs> um, uh, but it's, 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 uh, yeah, really, that's a really good one uh, that is quite uh, subtle and it's quite brief. It's quite concise and definitely worth it. I, 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 I came out of that just thinking, just feeling refreshed and had me thinking about a lot of stuff. So nice. Okay. And uh, the next one that I have on my list, which I am guessing is probably something that we have in common um, is uh, Ty West Pearl. Yes. And actually for mine, I have both X and Pearl because I like the Godfather one and two. I kind of, they're, they're so linked. I mean, so cleverly and well linked in terms of story and telling and world building and execution that mm-hmm. I, I'm viewing them kind of, I have them together as one recommendation uh, right. on mine. So, nice. uh, so Pearl for you. Yes. I mean, it's almost a shame to, to ref- I, I, I know where you're coming from because as, as those two things are, you know, they, they, they're part of the same genetics and bloodline, but they are so distinct from each other as well. Right. Um, and but that, without they, the, being dissonant. Exactly. Exactly. And it still makes perfect sense. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't break that connection between them. And I'll, I'll say that the, the biggest thing apart from T. West handling it and writing it with uh, uh, the main actress, Mia Goth. Mia Goth who anchors both like the first one. Oh yeah. She's just, you know, final girl, uh, but a good yeah. final girl. Second mm-hmm. one in Pearl. Oh my God. Ooh. Yeah. Why was, why is she not getting all the awards? Exactly. For, for best actress too. I like the, she worked on the screenplay as well. Yeah, she did. And yeah. I think she was producer uh, on yeah. it too. And she's working on the Maxine. And she, yeah. The, the third one in the trilogy. And she said, it's like the best one yet, or it's, Yes, uh, and and it's so, got the biggest stakes, which has yeah. me quite excited. Yeah. Um, Anticipation, yes. Uh, and I I think yeah, if you're talking about both of them as well as the 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 way that it connects to its era as well. Um, oh man! So you know, oh, it's, both of them. Man, oh my god, just just spot on. Uh, mm-hmm. While while not being like overly so, you know. Right. It takes the yes. aesthetics of that era, but it's still very modern, not in the dialogue, but very modern in terms of how the story develops. And uh, I like that T. West thing is just keep speaking of keeping those sensibilities uh, in check. He's like, no, I'm making a horror movie. This is a horror movie. Like there's no like, oh, you know, uh, this whole thing about, uh, oh, what do they call them? The uh, the new phase of horror, the self-aware, uh, mm. uh, uh, you know, uh yeah, that kind of meta type. Uh, that or, uh, you know, with a message uh, yeah. tied to it or something like that. You know, I mean, that's there. But it's also, you know, and he is, you know, these, he's one of the best of the new horror group, uh, I would argue, mm. as well, yeah. um, overall. Uh, but uh, 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 But this is just very straightforward. You know, it's very, you know, you know what you're getting. You know, we were talking earlier about 
you know, films that telegraph what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, this does, but it doesn't like there's stuff that takes you by surprise. There's stuff that. Oh, totally. Pushes into that. Like he leans into it hard, but he's like, you know, it's like just learning the basic forms and then it's like, you know, showing, you know, this is how you do it. You know, it's very much like, uh, uh, Mike Flanagan, I would argue does the yeah. same sort of thing really well. Just leaning into that, 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 that structure that like, nope, here, here's our rules. Yeah. We're not going to push the rules. We're going to change the rules, but we are going to mess with everything else. And we're going to make something of such quality yeah, that you're totally. going to have to sit back and reassess what you think this genre is. And what's surprising is that's hard to do for a prequel where, where I, I'm, you know, oh. if, if, if you're watching a prequel and you're midway through and you're thinking, I don't know how this is going to end. You kind of know some yeah. of it, obviously, because it's a right. prequel. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it was very surprising. And and I've got a little bit of um, uh, trivia here on Ooh. it. You know the um, uh, the the actress who plays uh, Pearl's mother, Tandy Wright, mm-hmm. was uh, not specifically in, well. She was an actress, but she didn't join because of that. She was the intimacy advisor on X before getting the role as Pearl's mother. And she needed to learn German in order to get that role, which she did. And she is so good in it. I just assumed she was a German actress. I I assume the very same. Yeah. Like some like, Oh yeah, she's been doing it forever. Great. Good for her. And she plays it so straight. It is, it is a really good performance. Yeah. It's not, it's very akin to uh, Carrie's mom without being, you know, exactly. not over the top yeah. yeah. Uh, until, you know, the end really, but uh, in that movie, but not in, certainly not in Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and certainly, um, yeah, it's nice to talk about this movie after watching Avatar because this is <laughs> a well-crafted movie, like, uh, but not overproduced, you know, it's no. a hard balance to get. Um, Again, because a lot re- of restrained. Yeah. Uh, where it needs to be, where it should be. Right. And right. that's what makes the, the, the violence when it happens so explosive. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's coming, but even then it's like, Whoa, you know, you know, like I had, mm. I, you know, I found myself doing that, you know, it's, it's like, like you said, <laughs> uh, Whoa. <laughs> oh, and, and then with so many new characters as well, they mm. could survive or can they, or, or you know, they, or, you know, why or will they? they? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and why won't they? Yeah. And yeah. the, and again, I, I saw this in the, in the theater uh, as well. And I tend to be, you know, Roger gregarious with my movies and viewing them. Um, and so at the, the final scene, the mm-hmm. final shot, yep. when it irises out just to mm-hmm. her face and she's still mm-hmm. putting on that smile, Ooh, I was laughing yeah. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else finally, like, it just passed that point. They're like, okay, we can laugh at this. This is Okay. I'm like, yes, it's there for a release, people. It's it's very intentional. That's why it's doing it, and it's it's great. But the scene, you know, there's some some things you could hold up, you know, it's like, you know, why is this work? You know, we talked about, like, you know, scenes last week. I talked about, you know, like the dance scene from RRR, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the fight scene from They Live. Um, but the her confession or her Oof. opening up, her just letting yeah. go finally mm. yeah, uh, and being honest with someone condemning them to die uh, at the same time. Uh, but that scene just unfolds. It's like 15 minutes long and it is just, I mean, she is yeah. so good at where she starts yeah. and where she ends. And the camera's pretty much on her. I think the whole time I'd have to go back and look if it cuts away to the, it does cuts the, away, but, but, but it does most very minimally on her. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to let you know what the other characters mindset is exactly yeah, right because That's it takes it, a while yeah. for that character to click to click yeah yeah and just giving that to a horror villain giving you know giving that space mm. and um is just remarkable and it's remarkably well it handled is. it's amazingly well done uh again all kudos to mia goth for just not i mean not out of the park but off the planet yeah. I, I just say that as well, you know, you mentioned that last scene and I think another thing that I really enjoy about the movie, um, I, I think anyone who likes Alfred Hitchcock will appreciate the hell out oh. of this one. Oh my God. Um, yes. They're, they're more they're so than X. X so... is for Texas Chainsaw yeah. fans. Uh, but there's a lot of Hitchcock for... in this movie, including oh. that last shot. Yep. You know, um, yep. it, it is great. And the way that tension gets built up 
yep. is very Hitchcockian. And the <laughs> the stylization, the colors, mm-hmm. the a lot of that is pure, pure vintage, you know, pure Hitchcock prime. Yeah. Uh, which for me is, you know, in the 50s. Uh, oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, it, so. it is that Technicolor um, uh, Hitchcock uh, yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Since I talked to that one as well. Right. Okay. So yeah, I think we kind of overlapped on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one that I've got is Todd Fields Tar. Um, tar. And, tar. And 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 that was actually a made up uh, name, but uh, they found out afterwards that it does mean something in one language and that being Icelandic and it means tear. And they're like, Oh, that's perfect. Oh, we knew that, <laughs> right? you know, oh, yeah. uh, but they didn't. No. Um, but yeah, it's just such a complete and powerful kind of character study um, that I think has been portrayed as like, like uh, all being all about cancel culture. I think that's a part of it. Oh, that's, um, uh, yeah. It's part of the story, but it's also it's, an accountability you know, yeah. uh, but also a develop. I mean, it's a development and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make the decisions for you. It just lays out this whole thing <laughs> in front of you in this movie. Although I would say, you know, and I'm going to again, like I called, uh, I joked with Av- the second avatar movie being a romance movie because it's so in love with itself. Yeah. Uh, this one ghost story. Uh, yeah. The I can opening see that. shot. You don't know mm-hmm. whose phone that is. It's and I think it's the dead the girl that kills herself the dead girl, and so ah, I th- and think all the then point. all the noises and weird shit she starts seeing. I mm-hmm. think that's the ghost. I oh think, yeah, and the the books getting moved. Uh huh. Um, yeah, all this stuff happening is all uh very uh, uh ghost like. In fact, the the one uh the, again my bit of trivia was the when she's jogging and she hears the screaming in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's the the audio is actually from the end of uh, Blair Witch Project. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's, that's it's the amazing. woman screaming at the end of Blair Witch. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Well, see, this is the thing. Like Todd Field worked on this for so long yes. that it is. And that just shows it's just so rich with the stuff like that. There's no way in a single viewing that you're going to pick up everything in the movie. I mean, like, like yeah. I, I didn't even cotton on to the, some of the things that you're mentioning there um but it, it you know you you can kind of rest assured that there are all these layers here and mm-hmm. it's worth going back to to you know revisit mm-hmm. um and, you know I, I talk about him taking a long time making this but uh you know i think it's only marginally longer than than uh, james cameron spent on <laughs> avatar 2 yeah um well, you know but, invest in uh, character then, development invest in effects <laughs> yeah 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 i mean kate blanchett <laughs> as well um and what yeah. a year i mean the past couple of years she's just yeah. been knocking out of the park with, with everything that she's been in yeah um, and and she's she, just fantastic and you know we, I, I finally saw carol for the first time recently oh what and, did you think what did you oh, think? i loved it uh but i'm comparing it with her in tar to this too it's just like you know, there's a, s- a certain similarity, right, uh, between the almost predatory versus full predatory. Mm, interesting, uh, yeah. Uh, aspect to the character, and like, I'm like, oh, is that is that you know? And one of the criticisms I've seen for Tar, you know, laid out is that like, oh, great, you know, les- you know, the lesbians are villains. I've seen that, yeah. Uh, the strong female, you know, oh yeah, great, strong female lesbian person out there. Oh, and she's terrible, right. And right. now she's going to get what she deserves kind of thing. And, but that's not the point of the movie, you know? No, I, I, I don't think so uh, either, but anyway. I, I, I think, yeah, because as I don't think it, it would have played the same the other way around. Being a straight white well. guy, I can't really say, no, that's not what's going yeah. on here at all. But you know, Oh no, uh, totally. Totally. Uh, but the same token, I'm like, is that too reduction? Is that missing? Mm. it? I, I don't know. I, or am I just making excuses? You know, I mean, like, way. like, I think it's I, excellent. I think the movie's I think there's excellent. so many layers in it. And it's so yeah. convincing as well. Uh, like that whole interview that goes on for like 20 minutes at the beginning. Oh, it's really yeah. interesting, but it, it, it's kind of interesting. Like when you're switching channels and you're like, oh, this documentary is talking about something that I don't know much about. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's wild. Well, and when it's stripped of the, uh, sorry, well, I'll say, keep saying accountability, but you know, some kind of tie. It's when she yeah. starts beginning to have him tied to reality versus the reality mm-hmm. she's generated. Yeah. 
and why she's had to do so, you know, and that's an indictment of why that happens and how that happens, you know. Uh, I think it's an, yeah, it's, an, it's a classic story, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, uh, you know, the, the power corrupts. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's old as the hills and, and, but that, that's only one layer to this movie. It, it's exactly. just so many different layers. Uh, mm-hmm. You on, could take that and run with it as a thesis, but there's probably a dozen others you could as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, All right, and then what else you, had, you got? Oh, go ahead. Right. Oh, it, well, what's your next one? Um, oh, because uh, uh, so um, in terms of list, in terms of stylus, where it might fall, because I had tar closer to the top, kind of. Oh, you had tar. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that it was an overlap. Oh, one. yes. Okay, that's an overlap. Great, great. Okay, we'll um, have. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably oh, have two. Let me just jump two more at least. I'm okay. Guessing. I'm going so to jump on ahead. the next one. I Please. imagine that this is one that 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 uh, we don't overlap on because it came <laughs> out uh, earlier in the year. Um, didn't you know? It's a smaller film, and it's called Compartment Number Six, mm. and it's a Finnish-Russian movie, and it's about this woman who goes on this 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 train ride um, on the Trans-Siberian. There's this 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 miner, this Russian miner, who comes on. And he's quite uncouth and he's rough and he's lewd and he's constantly drinking and, and she's, she's a student and, and quite serious and academic. Um, and it's kind of, uh, you know, a fish out of water story, but, but the, the, the relationship that starts developing between these two is quite interesting. Um, uh, it's not like a romantic relationship because she has uh, she's a lesbian. She's got a girlfriend back in uh, wherever her university is. Um, but it is really interesting, and it's a it's it's kind of a road movie as well, which I like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always find it quite interesting seeing like these different ways of life in these sort of small remote areas as well. And she's seeing it the way we are as well. She's this is all new to her, oh. um, but it's a nice little little movie. And and I think it was it's it's being put forth for best international feature at the Academy oh. Awards. So. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, nice little movie, and I don't think many people have heard of it. But no. called Compartment Number Six. Compartment Number Six, very good. And do you want me to uh, pick up another one? I feel yeah. a little bit better if I can work my way through this list. Yep, yep. Um, and the next one is a bit of a bigger movie. Contrary to what people have said, this is a horror through and through. This is a horror, and this is Andrew Dominic's Blonde, and people were expecting this to be a biopic biopic of of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. It is not a biopic of Marilyn Monroe. It's based on a fictional book. That's a fictional biopic of Marilyn Monroe. Oh. And Andrew Dominic, man, oh my god, it is it it uses all the camera angles, all the pacing, all the imagery of a horror movie. And it is horror of the highest caliber. It is closer to films like Revulsion, Hour of the Wolf, Mulholland Drive than any kind of biopic, which is why I'm surprised that the trailers kind of portrayed it as being a biopic, which is dumb. This is why executives shouldn't be behind these decisions, (laughs) because the only thing that's going to happen is people are going to go there expecting something and it's not going to be what they're (laughs) expecting and they're going to be unhappy uh but it is really mesmerizing and you know all the movies that you know andrew dominic has have done have always ha- been quite quite gritty and he does again he's another one that takes his time on on making movies as well mm-hmm. um i don't know if you've seen any of his other movies you know the assassination of jesse james by the, the coward, coward dot dot dot, dot. Yep. um chopper um mm-hmm. he's done a couple documentaries with nick cave but uh blonde is was a real surprise um not at all what i expected and mm. yeah because well, I well saw one, uh, I saw one review, and I saw one line from one review. It said, called it a snuff film, uh, which again puts it in the horror. That you know, I'm, I'm like, eh, yeah, but, but in terms of at least recognizing there's a horror element to it, yeah, uh, so, yeah, okay, I, I, I think that's that. probably where it's where it's coming from. But if you're you're thinking in terms of a snuff film, then it is yeah. around the kind of sleaziness of, uh-huh. of people around her. <laughs> did, did you see it? 
Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. So, um, yeah. I yeah, mean, I could I, watch Anna de Armas read the newspaper for two hours and be entertained. But, you know, also, if it, hey, if she's in a good movie, that's even a bonus. It, yeah, it's a really good movie. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, in my book, Andrew Dominic is just, just hits, 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 hits it every time. He, yeah. he, he you know, sure at least on some to. level. He might risk right. some yeah. stuff, but. Uh, but at least it's watchable. It's, it's worth watching. Yeah. worth sitting through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. And, yeah. Yeah, you're not bored at any point. Uh, and just in the first 10 minutes of the movie, it it lays the gauntlet down and goes, fuck you all, it's a horror. <laughs> you know, and 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 it just does it does it all in and and you're not, you know, it's it's even me telling you this, you're not going to quite realize how hellish it can get very very quickly. Nice. And the cinematography is really good. It just grabs you by the throat. It's oh, uh, it's fantastic, and the music is from Nick Cave and Warren Ellis as well. Oh, um, nice. Well, I'm going to stick with the uh, stick with the horror thing, and I'm going to pick one that you had uh, lower on uh-huh. your list, and I moved it to higher because okay. I thought it was that good. It was uh, Jordan Peele's Nope? Yes, I understand that, and I understand why it, it might it might falter in there too. But uh, just from the holy uh original and creative and being a you know ultimately an indictment of of the way hollywood treats black actors and black creatives yeah um uh, or asian added, you know, asian actors as well right yeah like, basically yeah bipoc yeah. right uh yeah. uh pretty much anybody that's not straight white guy yeah um and but how it's told you know and that that you kind of get but at the other point it's still just as entertaining as hell horror movie that is you know Alien again, bad aliens again. So I'm obviously gonna uh, love it because bad aliens. <laughs> they're not trying to find good. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Yeah, exactly. They're not lost. They're bad. But uh, such an original concept for one. Such an original mm-hmm. way for everything plays out and how it's handled and how people react to it and how they get from point A to point B in that movie. Uh, how good all the performances are. Listen, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, across yeah. everyone. And that movie is fantastic. And that has to do with, you know, how well done the script is and, and what Peel gets out of them, you know, improv wise uh, as well. Uh, I mean, you, you know, going in, it's just, and I just love the title because it's again, that thing that, you know, yeah, you know what? You, Eddie Murphy. It's always a joke. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it was, he, yep. <laughs> nope. And she, uh, uh, the main character, she even said in nope, you know, at yeah. one point it's like, yeah. No, that's uh, actually that is also in uh, Barbarian, the lead character in the present yes. day story. She's like yeah. looking down the hallway or down the basement. She's like, "Nope." <laughs> I'm like, "There we go." <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, but it's also that refreshing, you know, like, "Hey, this isn't the normal uh, thing. We're going to have a different perspective here, uh, but then we're going to do it uh, just exceptionally well." I mean, this is a ma- mm. you're watching a master work here, which again. Uh, I recently took like a sketch comedy uh, history sort of examination class thing. And we're talking mm. about Key and Peel and that too. And it's like, oh, man, this is the same guy. Like, <laughs> where yeah. where did this come from? <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> I doff my cap to you. Exactly. Um, Did not see and- that coming. So uh, and for all those reasons, I just, I just enjoyed it so much because it was so, yeah. I mean, I expected it to be good, but there was no giveaway. You know, here's a trailer, obviously, where mm. he was probably in charge of, or at least, oh, you know. perfectly done trailer. Yes. Perfectly done trailer as well. No giveaways. Um, just, just enough to make Jordan you go, Peele, I'm in. what? Yeah. <laughs> to kick off a bunch of conspiracy theories about what this next one's going to be about and get people's interest. Uh, but there's a lot tying that movie also back to, like, early Spielberg in, in his, oh, yeah. some of his very best movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd, I'd still say that to this day. <laughs> um, uh, another, another one of those directors that peaked very early, like Cameron did. And, um, oh, God, uh, yes. you know, and then I think uh, started craving that establishment acceptance, you know, mm-hmm. winning the Oscar and, you know, all, all those tick boxes that really don't mean anything um, yeah. and should be ignored. But uh yeah, yeah. I don't want to give away which movie, but but then 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 that bounces back to the inspirations for Spielberg as well. So probably go back to Hitchcock again on this one. Again, that's that. It's funny though. I would call that out as like you know, as much as my you know, aliens are evil thing. The uh, I mean, Close Encounters is one of my favorite movies in terms of sci-fi. 
and uh, and and quite experimental for a mainstream very. successful movie. Um, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a lot in there that you're like, wait, what? Spielberg did this, <laughs> and 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 so much in there that wasn't explained. Exactly. You know, why is there a ship? Why is there a ship in the desert? That's all you need to know. There's yeah. a ship in the desert, but not annoyingly so. Not like, wait, what happened? Where'd these people go? What happened? Wait, did I miss something? Yeah. Rather than right. like, oh, okay, this weird stuff's happening. And yeah. yeah, this nope has that in, in very much in line uh, with that. Yeah, so. yeah. All, all you needed to know is the aliens have some kind of agenda. We're not going to understand it. Yep. They're doing stuff. We just have to survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, shall I do a, a couple more? Um, uh, so uh, the next one that I have is from uh, another first-time director, which is going to be a theme, and it's it surprised me so much at how many first-time directors have just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park this year. And mm-hmm. this one is from Charlotte Wells, and she's created this movie called After Sun. And it is it plays with time uh, and memory, and it is about this uh, father and daughter who go to Spain. And what we know at the beginning of the movie is uh, this is this is their last kind of trip abroad together. Um, we 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 don't know why, uh, and it's 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 clearly a memory of of this time period, and it's done. A, a, you, it's there's a lot of, of like home video footage as well uh because we're talking about the 90s here and mm. um it it it's it's again it's another one of those kind of things that you soak in and you get absorbed in the location and the characters who are both really really likable and the location it feels like you're on holiday with them it doesn't explain everything and in fact the, the and there, there isn't like a twist at the end. There sort of is, but not like like ah, oh, look how clever I am, you know, kind of uh, an, an M Night Shyamalan ding dong kind of ending. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really good, really good. And the performances, and this is another one where there's a kid just doing amazing acting work just mm. amazing i mean and, and you sort of have to pinch yourself and r- remind yourself that you're actually looking at actors on this one but and it's also quite interesting to see a father and daughter like I, you don't see that too often uh, especially with you know uh, uh an adult the, the daughter not being an adult that's quite common that's more mm-hmm. common uh, and then usually one of the two characters is a secondary character whereas these two are uh, both leads uh, in the movie but uh yeah extraordinary movie and i'm kind of, i'm really looking forward to seeing what what she does next because she's showing a lot of strengths that i've seen in other directors that i really like like Celine Chiama um the, the one of the few french directors that i really like um uh but yeah re- really good really good quite quite understated but uh yeah just just fresh just just completely new um and the next one that i have on here is uh the daniels um everything everywhere all at once yes that's an overlap uh, and uh you you've got it in your list as well Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. So, so we're overlapping on quite a bit here, Mm -hmm. but it just took so many risks, had a lot of effects in it, but all the effects served the story. And again, we're kind of going back to the, the first uh, sort of independent review that we've done for Avatar that, that every effect here is not, uh, and I've seen stuff that they've cut out where they thought that looks cool, but it, you know, do we really need that for the story? <laughs> and and they've had the discipline to actually remove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the performances uh, across the board on this one, uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Kei Hoi Kwan. I always, I'm not never quite sure how to pronounce his yeah, name. Same. <laughs> they are both so good. And then Jamie Lee Curtis's supporting role <laughs> is amazing. Um, the fight choreography in it, the um, the 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 heart of the movie as well there are there are dozens of really fantastic lines in this movie that is are afforded because you're cutting across all these different worlds and different lives 
and it's it it was so refreshing i i, I really enjoyed it i'm looking I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to watching this one again uh yeah, as soon as same. i can and i would also call it stephanie shoe shoe or hue uh, uh yeah i always mispronounce yeah. that uh as the daughter and uh, just coming out of nowhere kind of thing just like wow yeah uh does not disappoint and and it was so grounded did you know what i mean it's it's it's, it's really unusual for a movie that has sci-fi elements as big as this mm-hmm. to be so grounded in family because uh, because that's what's at the heart of the whole thing um, uh, yeah and not just family but generational trauma yeah uh being handed and like what you do with it and finally somebody trying to put an end to it is ultimately what it's about and how you all can or cannot reconcile that and, uh, and james that, hong as well if we're going to oh, mention yeah, the actors um oh yeah Anytime David Lopin adds to his list. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yes, yes. That one very much so just like just blew me away how good it was. I mean, I'd heard how good it was. And then I went in. I'm like, wow, that was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Somehow. Did you see Swiss Army Man? So that was their, their premiere movie. Oh, that was their premiere one. I did not. I'm familiar with it, but I have not watched it yet. I, 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 I enjoyed that quite a bit as well. I felt it didn't quite make the landing but um the the rest of the movie is extremely enjoyable and again uh daniel radcliffe is uh putting in a fantastic performance as a corpse so yeah they are definitely people to look out for Uh, and i i think they've got the attention that they deserve now because Mm -hmm. um i've seen them on a few round tables where they've been sitting with the, the great and the good um so yeah Cool. Um, okay, that was an overlap. So, <laughs> right. Um, uh, la 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 la. We'll okay, have one more um, overlap. Uh, at least I think. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go for one. Another. I one have of my two answer. left, so I'm, one of those is an overlap. The other may or may not be. I'm gonna go for um, the last one that is probably gonna be lesser known, um, and that is uh, from a director. Achipatong, we're such cool, and it's uh, Memoria, and he did uh, a film, uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, called uh, Uncle Boon Me and his. Um, uh, oh, relives, uh, recalls his past lives. Recalls his past lives. Yeah, uh, and this this one is 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 really interesting. It's got Tilda Swinton in the lead on this one, and what it starts with is she is in bed and she hears this god-awful sort of metallic banging and or or, or just like a gong almost (laughs) and she doesn't know where the sound is coming from and she like starts this investigation to try to figure out where the sound is and it's almost supernatural as as the film goes on uh, but again, it's another one of these kind of atmosphere pieces. It is a slow burn, but uh, there were bits where, you know, the hairs in the back of my neck were standing up, uh, kind of creepy. Most of it is drama, but I like the fact that it was spiced up with a l- little little touches of horror here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was also interesting to kind of see her, um, you know, on this journey. She was in Colombia, um, kind of traveling around uh and, and and just the idea that it starts with this uh, Scotswoman in Colombia wakes up, hears a loud boom, and uh, she's the only one that can hear it. And she starts she starts to to pick her way through it, including going to a sound studio and talking with a sound technician and describing the sound. And they kind of work together for this sequence for like fifteen minutes. Where she's like, no, 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 it's a little bit. You know, it's a little bit deeper mm-hmm. than that kind of thing, and and it's just eerie. <laughs> it's just just really, really eerie. And at no point do you know where where's this movie going to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Um, so I've got four more on okay. my list, yep, yep. and uh, the next one that I have is uh, Edward Berger's All Quiet on the Western Front. And I was actually getting worried that this movie was going to be overlooked in awards season because I didn't see it get mentioned. And just yesterday, um, it got the most nominations at the um, 
the the Baftas over Bafta? here in yeah. the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was I was so glad because as I think this movie really deserves it. Um, it's intense. It's visceral. It's beautiful. Um, it's got this this minimalist score that keeps kind of repeating like a chime through the movie in different tones. Uh, the cinematography is uh, just across the board amazing. And it just says so much about the inequality uh, it, between people as much as the war. And the the lead guy is 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 fantastic and also getting that sort of german perspective and you know set in world war 1 and kind of understanding these lies that uh you know countries were were telling their citizens to get them to go to the front line you know um so you you have this transition at the beginning where they are excited singing songs and you know patting each other in the back and then they go to collect their uniforms and what they did in world war one is they went to the battlefield and they stripped the bodies and then, then knitted up the bullet holes in the, 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 the you know, uniforms. Cause you know, it, it was hard to get the materials to get new uniforms. And these guys are like, like you know, kind of noticing these things and slowly the tone gets darker and darker as it goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. And it's, I mean, it just flew by while I was watching it. And I think it's a really accessible movie as well. So yeah. unlike a lot of the, the stuff that I've mentioned in my list, this one <laughs> is, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think anyone would appreciate this. Uh, and it's one of those ones that, that you kind of realize the younger generation probably need to be reminded of this again and again as they get yeah. more and more distant from these wars. The, the Walter <laughs> um, Matilda line, right? Uh. yeah. Young people ask me what are they marching for, and I ask myself the same question. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, yeah, all quiet on the Western Front. The, the Very latest, good. The latest version of that. The latest version, and I think this adaption. Uh, it's all the, the director already said it doesn't. It doesn't adhere to the book very much. It's oh, okay. it's it's heavily inspired by the question. book, but but he does uh, he does his own thing with it, um, mm, and it's the first time it's ever been made by uh uh german filmmakers it's always yeah, been right. made by uh americans or british mm-hmm. um and this is the first time that it's actually been done uh by a german director in the german language and Excellent. uh it's uh yeah, yeah to be honest good. i had very forgotten good. about it like i remember like seeing it when it's coming out i'm like oh sweet you know it's like it didn't get much publicity story. no it didn't mm, no weird yeah it might do uh if it picks up enough awards um but yeah it's uh definitely one that i think think most people would 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 get into uh, at least with with our tastes <laughs> mm-hmm. nice nice cool. nice uh, caveat there. how many did you say of your left i have i have two two you have two so okay i have three give another yeah so uh the next one that i have is decision to leave from park chan wook um which uh is hard to talk about i've been trying to even sort of write a review about it uh but it's it's one of those movies that i i I don't want to spoil i think probably the best way of describing it um and and this isn't spoiling anything uh i wouldn't say it otherwise uh is that it has a real texture to it that reminds me of vertigo um it's not the same story at all but it has a texture and feeling to it to vertigo and it also uh and and this is something that if you've not seen it yet is pay attention to the heights uh, at which people are in the movie and the direction from which the camera is looking at looking at the characters either looking down at the characters or looking up at the characters Hmm. um and and as as the film goes on this changes and it's part of the narrative it's almost an unspoken part of the storytelling in the movie and it's the camera becomes narrator it's pretty cool yeah yeah but really subtle it's not Mm heavy-handed you could completely miss it i i needed to watch it a second time uh and i read an article about that and i went back (laughs) and i was like it looks so obvious you know going back so and I'm such a nerd. That's one of the things I notice or tend to notice and things like that. Because I'm like, oh, look what they did there. That's cool. That's cute. 
<laughs> nice. Well, that's why that's why we have you around. That's right. <laughs> Such a seasoned expert here. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the one uh, the one that will not overlap. I'm sure for me uh, in my gold list, which doesn't seem like it should exactly, and it does reflect to the '80s, is Top Gun Two Maverick. Oh wow! Okay. And the reason why is it's that same thing I had with the scream thing as well. It's like, how do you redo, how do you revisit this without just being either nostalgia or maybe Mm -hmm. correcting some past sins, but also handling some sensitive things now, like a, you know, a different reality, you know, the worldview is for, especially for America is a little different uh, now (laughs) than it was in, in, in 86 while still being true to the original, but not in a way that's, annoying or cloying or just redoing or you know it's being the same movie again and how do you deal with an aging the aging star you know moving in that now he's not the hot hot thing but you know it's like but it's that still the american the old cranky american versus Mm. uh the young upstart brash american i can Um, see that yeah so it, it it works though uh, it's it's one of those times where you know I would you know in uh, in the first Top Gun movie Tom you know Tom Cruise didn't really act he was just there to be pretty and and to you know re- react in this yeah. one he actually has to emote has to give stuff again which we talked about before he can do he can turn that on when he needs to um, and this one he 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 has to a couple times he's not uh, all in charge he's still being like. Uh, what was the uh, the line from Train Spotting to uh, a tourist in his own childhood? Uh, a mm. bit. Um, there's there's some there's some good emotional depth there that you you know they mined out of that. Like obviously, you know, Top Gun you don't think of as having that kind of basis, and yeah. you know you were thinking of more just Navy recruitment movie. But well, wait, wait, one, which it which it was, which yep. it very much so was. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um. But this one's uh, it's it's sharper. Uh, but I think the action scenes are even better than they were. The first one kind of set a standard uh, for what you can do and how do you show it. This one uh, moved the goalposts, I think, too, because it's uh, they they raise the stakes and and everything like that. Uh, and then the the dynamics that they play with uh, are much better. The way they include Val Kilmer, who you know has all his health issues and he can't speak, is is excellent. Very well done. Uh, it was just mm-hmm. such a surprise. I was like, I kept hearing great things about it. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll watch it. And I'm like, wow, that actually was that for for action. You know, and again, it's the sole action movie I've got on the list because I love action yeah. movies, so I got to put something there. But uh, uh, it's not a. It doesn't feel forced to put it into the gold standard for me because it's like that James Cameron. That's how you make an action movie. Yeah, I. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I, I think it was certainly much better than, than I expected. And I also should point out that, that Miles Teller was very mm-hmm. good uh, with yeah, it as, um, as Rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah I, th- I think overall there, there were a couple of things that, 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 that kind of, yeah, it was definitely entertaining. It was certainly so like comparing it to the experience that I had going to, to Avatar. Um, I don't think I was bored at any point in this movie mm-hmm. there, there you know <laughs> if it's if it's slumped um because as it was it is quite tight this movie it it mm-hmm. is it is is well crafted um but some of the things like i, I, I think jennifer Connolly wasn't a necessary storyline in it um it was it felt a little bit tacked on to me but the 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 whole thing about um uh, the, the, how the action sequences uh, progress uh, through mm-hmm. the last half of the movie is 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 very very good and not as predictable as one would one would think. Too, um, <laughs> uh, the enemy was completely faceless. In fact, they they look like gamelons to me. If you think back to the Star Blazer <laughs> series, because they uh-huh. had, had the amazing cool helmets that are just all like shiny black, uh-huh. um, which is uh, yeah, it's it it. I I don't know if that was intentional that they're poking fun at themselves with that. I I like to think that they are. Oh yeah, um, there was there was uh, a lot of that. I think without being. Yeah, without being heavy-handed about it. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I did find a little bit heavy-handed was was as the very end. I think there was as a big Porsche product placement shot <laughs> oh, yeah. at, at the very end of the movie that I mm-hmm. thought wasn't wasn't needed. Which kind of text goes back to that whole like Jennifer Connelly's story is, um, I think in, in where uh, Maverick was at in his life at that point, um, it kind of blends it a little bit, that kind of loneliness, like when he stood outside the bar and looking in, you got this mm-hmm. whole new generation in there. Um, that's quite a poignant moment. And you talk about, at uh, Cruz's acting, uh, and, and he, he, de- he does it there. And I think, I think mm-hmm. the, the Jennifer Connelly thing is, um, uh, kind of distracts from that isolation. Like, like I, I would have loved for the movie to end to without- leave him there. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of leave him there. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, or to him to be happy with his self. Right. Yeah. Ultimately. Right. Yeah. That'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these are kind of minor quibbles. Cause I think, I think in, in most of the people who enjoy the first movie are going to enjoy the hell out of this one. Cause this is a far superior movie. Yes. Agreed. All cool. right. You got two left, don't you? I've got two left and they're All both, right. they're both Irish, uh, these movies. Um, so uh, the first one I'll I'll take is uh, Cole Barryed's uh, "The Quiet Girl." Mm. Uh, oh my God! Wow. Um, so I'd seen that this was on quite a few uh, top ten lists, and I watched this one over Christmas. It is an absolute powerhouse. Just it's. It's, 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 it's quite low key. It's quiet, but intense. It is beautiful. The script is great. The character development is, is off the charts. The cinematography, the music, everything comes together on on this little film. And again, there's a child performance at the center of this that is unreal. Um, And it is, I, I, I cannot imagine a person not enjoying this movie. I think I think th- again, this is another one that's that's super accessible, and gets keeps the tone maintained through the whole thing. So it is, it, th- and again, this is another debut feature from from a director who had mm-hmm. never done a feature before. Um, it's based on a book, um, but it's the director uh, had written the screenplay himself, and it is about this girl. Um, I believe it's it's uh, the early eighties that it's set in Ireland, and uh, she lives with several brothers and sisters with uh, parents who who lack any sort of parental skills. Uh, put it that way, <laughs> um, and uh, she the film is, is kind of touches on that at the very beginning, but then she ends up getting to spend the summer with this distant aunt and uncle who have a farm and uh that kind of kicks off the story but they 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 are really kind people uh mm-hmm. there and she is completely not used to it at all uh she doesn't react negatively she just just in awe of you know uh, you know, people behave this way in a civilized manner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, I, do, I don't want to give much more away, but it, it the, yeah. the, 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 the aunt and the uncle, both the, the actors who play them are so good. So, so good. Um, yeah. Your, your heart will grow two sizes after watching this, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not a sweet movie. Uh, but it's uh, you, it's, uh, it's it's an Irish movie, um, but it is it is so so good. Uh, I I I could see if anyone said, "Oh, do you want to watch this movie?" I'd go, "Yeah, sure, I'll watch it again with you." And I think that's kind of true. Probably uh, most of the movies on the both, not just the gold, but the silver and the bronze that we've talked about, I'd probably mm-hmm. watch again in an instant, with the exception of Mad God, because you know I can't afford a psychiatrist. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It it does remind me of a Japanese director. Was it Ozu? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Or, or, or even, you know, um, uh, Kurosawa's uh, drama movies. It's kind of like that, Um, but Mm. more accessible than that, I think. (laughs) Okay. Cool. All right. Then we've reached the, the, the last spot, the number one. And, oh, oh do, do you just have one left? I just have one left. You just wow. have one left. And I'm sure they cross over. What is it? What do you got? 
I just like hearing that. Uh, <laughs> the McDonough's. Uh, yeah. Thanks, ABC. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would be the Banshees of Sharon. We have lined up. And I assume that's where we lined up since you said your two were Irish and you already had the other one. So, and yes, I just, I mean, I figured it'd be good, you know, with that kind of uh, who's going together there. And, you know, that, that combination worked very well yeah. within Bruges, I thought. But um, it's, here, an, it's another it level. It home. And this, mm. yeah, this, yeah, this is another level. And, you know, it, it, it's funny recommending it. So it's like, what's the story about? I'm like, well, let me tell you the premise and, and where it starts and where it goes. And there've been elements of that in McDonough's other movies. And here he, I think it finally came together for him. Cause if yeah. you watch, uh, you know, in Bruges and you watch Calvary, uh, you know, and, and things like that, you know, this elements are there, but yeah. here, Everything is perfect. And again, based on the performances, especially Colin Farrell, he is remarkable. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed him again when he acts, right? He's another one of those. But here he is, you just got to, you feel for the guy, but you also understand why this is happening to or why he's in this position. Yeah. But also, it's this thing about, though, you get to it by the end. Now, and again, I would argue, you know, ultimately the film's about Ireland. He represents this version of Ireland, that a, a version of it, where there's a reality of it that both his sister and other actor, I'm totally spacing, uh, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan um, Gleeson, yeah. Represent. Uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing well. that I like about this movie is 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 that you can read it in so many levels. So, you, right. you, you know, on, on, on its surface... Even just on its surface, it's quite mm-hmm. an interesting story about, uh, you <laughs> right. know, uh, uh, you know, Brendan Gleeson is interested about legacy mm-hmm. um, and Colin Farrell is interested about the here and now and being kind, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and that kind of, 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 you know, the artist, you know, does he need to sacrifice his life to for his art kind of thing uh, and, and to have a legacy, all of this stuff. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's taken to an extreme here. And then, yeah, you have the whole thing of being set on the island and just over the water, you know, mm-hmm. there's fighting going on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then you have this, um, these, these amazing figures in the film that, you know, like, like, like the old woman who, it, who looks like death, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah, from, a, from Bergman kind of, yeah. Um, and you just have all these questions and it doesn't answer the questions, which is something no. that I, I like it's as well. Not, it's not after no answering it, it it's, it's, it's prodding asking to, yeah it's kicking it's, up the dust to make you think about these things it's, it's, but... it's brendan gleason's whole point is like quit screwing around quit living in this lala world try to face reality try to grow up try to take a stand try to evolve yeah and he just can't take it anymore and again i think that's why i think it's you know and then yeah with the the comments with the stuff across the water and all that oh and a great performance by a donkey I will say that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and do you know there there is a there's another donkey movie that is getting a lot mm-hmm. of acclaim. <laughs> EO, EO um, was it? Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, yeah, my maybe it's the same donkey. You know, <laughs> I'll have to, to have to look up the donkey on their uh, stars. Uh, IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that was a horse in that movie. Oh God, that donkey's so good. <laughs> but uh also ultimately you know the uh, the uh, banshees is uh uh you know it's it's it is funny it's it's that very irish gallows humor serious <laughs> but then you have to laugh at the seriousness but then you can't ignore the seriousness and the yeah. setting as well as like another character uh i mean what what an amazing life it would have been to to you know you have your house you walk you walk to the pub you see your friends <laughs> at the same time every day yeah have dinner with the, the donkey in the in the house um and then you have that whole whole story with the sister as well mm-hmm. um and she was very good too Excellent. i mean every character what am i saying every character yeah. in that movie mm-hmm. was, was 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 terrific um yeah not a not a thing i'd change and yeah i was completely blown away in fact that was probably one of the first movies uh since we started two oceans that i actually went to go to the cinema to watch um mm-hmm. and i was just yeah blown away with that so but that is getting a lot of good attention which is nice um mm-hmm. so uh yeah uh, yes so, so yeah we, we're in agreement at least when it comes to the end there 
Look at us. Yay. Well done, 2022. Looking forward to 2023. In terms of films. Wow. Wow. I think that'll be a lot easier next year um, mm -hmm. uh, if if we keep on top of things this year. Right. <laughs> There's so many movies. You know, this is the thing. In, in, in that the, the amount of movies being released uh, is, is, is crazy. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to see it, everything. It truly is, yeah. Um, it's, it's really difficult. Thank God they're not all three hours, though. That's oh, all man, I've got yeah. to say. Only the majority uh, of them anymore. Great. Okay, so yeah. uh, what are we doing next week? Next week we're doing the uh, disappointments of 2022. Disappointments and, uh, and honorable mentions. And honorable mentions. Nice, nice, good, good. We can we can catch all those ones that we missed out. Uh, be a nice that'll be catching. And the, yeah, especially the uh, especially the honorable mentions. That's a fun list. Yeah, for me. For me, I've got uh, six on there right now. There might be more. The six seems to be my operating thing, so I can I can still get a word in edgewise. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to I'll try to keep it to, to try six. to keep it to a double digits. Uh, <laughs> more, more. There's so many, so why not? Yeah. This movie's three hours long. That's ridiculous. But my podcast is three hours long. That's okay because I rant for a half of it on three-hour movies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what an outrage. <laughs> yeah so ultimately we're back to this is why james cameron's lost it yeah. he needs to go to guantanamo because <laughs> great stuff well okay we got two releases this week so See what all this is fecking about. That'd be the best thing. Two oceans.